What's going on, people? I want to welcome all of you to the Very Unsportsmanlike Podcast. My name is Quincy, and this is my podcast. And we mainly talk about the NFL, but we get down with other sports. Just about any time someone is chasing a ball or being timed, we're probably watching it. And so uh, you can learn more about the show by going to www.anchor.fm forward slash 15 yards. All right. So I got Eminem in Mississippi, Ray in Jersey, and Buck in Florida joining the mix. What's going on, fellas? Hey, Q. What's up? All right. What's up? And so we'll go ahead and um, get started and – Funny enough, I, I want to start with the Winter Olympics. And first of all, I will say this. I have not been watching the Winter Olympics. Norm, I'm the type of guy, when I grew up, I loved the Olympics or summer. I especially like the summer because I love track and field. But um, I would watch winter as well. But um, I don't really watch it anymore. It's just It just doesn't intrigue me. I, I don't feel any compelling reason to really watch it. Just if I happen to turn it on and they're doing the curling or something like that, I may watch for five minutes or whatever, but I'm going to change channels. But there is a story that I'm interested in about this uh, Russian figure skater. Her name is Camilla Vilieva, I believe. And she's 15 years old, and she's in some controversy regarding some type of heart medicine that she took that contained a substance that has been banned because it's a performance enhancing substance now i haven't seen any stories about if she actually has a heart condition or not um i mean she's 15 so that stuff may be private i don't know or maybe i've just overlooked it i've also read that some people said that the heart medicine itself has been banned now i don't know if they mean like banned from anybody using it or just for the olympics or something but the olympic committee has decided to let her compete despite the fact that this mm-hmm. substance was found in her back in December um, because they mm-hmm. say she's 15 years old and I guess maybe her parents control what goes in her body and she doesn't. I don't know what their reasoning is. So we'll, we'll start with that first. Do you all think she should be able to compete if she has a performance-enhancing drug in her body? No. These Russians, they're always cheating. And I don't think this is no exception uh, because you find a drug I can't think of one off a of hand that is made for one thing, but then it can enhance you in another. You know what I'm saying? So to be 15 and had a drug in your system, and I believe it's supposed to give you more stamina or something and all of that. But then I was seeing this morning, old girl said, uh, they didn't let her run in the Olympics because she has smoked marijuana. And she said, well, the only difference is, is that skin color. And I agree with that 100%, the way that, that that everything happened. So I don't know why they would let her compete and then don't let, uh, what's her name, Shakar uh, Richardson. Shakar Richardson. Yeah. yeah. They wouldn't let her run other than skin color. So that's what the controversy is right now, or is starting to build anyway. So I think that once you have this a banned substance, because I'm not saying that you're not a good figure skater, mm-hmm. because when uh 
Marion Jones, we all know from high school to college, oh, everything. She was a remarkable athlete. Yeah. But she got caught in a bad situation because what they do is they say, did you take any drugs? Now, I already showed you in the feds that you did take this drug. So if you say, no, I didn't take the drug knowingly, they going to get you for uh, perjury. So she mm-hmm. had no choice, and that's what you have to you have to to watch. So it has nothing to do with her being a good athlete. She just she thought she was taking flaxseed oil when her trainer was giving her, but then it turned out to be something else, and that's what messed her whole career up. It really I did. Don't think, yeah, I don't think she cheated, but she was great whole career. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I don't. To answer your question, I would say no. She shouldn't be able to compete. And Eminem, but what do you all think, man? Because this is someone who, I mean, like Ray said, Shakari Richardson, she didn't even, she didn't take a performance enhancing drug. Right. She took um, just, you know, just marijuana, which was a banned substance. So if you ban her for something that doesn't enhance her performance, why would you allow this girl to participate with something that does enhance her performance? And this my, uh, and I, I, I love the points Ray had, but uh, this is something that I didn't understand. If the girl got a Anything wrong with your damn heart, you know? Uh, shit, you in the Olympics? I'm saying, like, to the point where you have to take some kind of medication for it. Like, uh, I don't know. That that's kind of fishy. Yeah, no, I don't know if she has a heart condition or or, or not. I, I honestly don't think that is the case. But, but, like but said, I'm saying, I but think really think, of, think about just being an everyday person. Like, okay, like my my father's in the hospital for the third time right now with some hard stuff. But what I'm saying is for you to be 15 and to have something stronger than an aspirin, well, normally if there's something pre-existing, a lot of times it don't mean you won't be a, a good athlete, but you think about how many people you might've went to high school with and did get to play sports because they had asthma or something like that. I'm just saying like, Whatever this drug is that it actually enhance something, you know, uh, and it's heart related. I mean, you could kill a person if nothing wrong with your heart, and you do something to enhance the heart. So, hopefully, they ain't lying about that because I'm like, man, that's uh, that's really high risk. So, yeah. or, or or I get I I give you a, a a personal example, like they gave me a a, a blood pressure medication, minoxidil. Minoxidil causes your hair to grow. So you somebody that want to grow more facial hair or something like that, you would take that, but it's for another reason also. You understand what I'm saying? So she's probably taking the medication because it enhances one thing, but she doesn't need it for what is its intended purpose is. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, they're all trying to get away with cheating and doing this and that. That's the treat. You boxing them anything. You better get them out of there. They hit you first. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Yeah, I mean the Russian, the Russians, the Russians, the Russians <laughs> they're not even competing in the Olympics under the name Russia. They're the Russian Olympic Committee because that was the only way they can skate around being banned for cheating. <laughs> you yep. know, and I mean, if they win, they don't even they don't even play their national anthem if they win because they're not really technically supposed to be representing Russia. Yeah, that's uh, another yeah. form of cheating. 
But yeah. let me ask this, and Buck, you can comment, because this is why I didn't understand. All right, the IOC is already inconsistent in their ruling. But they also stated because this whole situation is still under investigation, they're going to let her compete. However, if she finishes first, second, or third, they are not going to award anybody a medal until the resolution is resolved, which could take weeks or months. How do y'all? How do you feel about that, Buck? Yeah, it's no sense in competing in the first place. I mean, first of all, I mean she she you know been you know found to be taking this illegal substance, whether she has heart problems or not. So with that being said, and then you know that if you fool around and win the event that you're not going to get a medal for weeks and weeks on end. Why compete? I mean, are you doing this? I mean, nobody wants to sit there and wait. You know, you're looking at if you get found guilty, then you know you're not going to win anyway. And, you you know, then the, the, the medals will trickle down and these, the, you know, to the other three people behind her. And they won't really get to see, be on the world stage. You know, if that happens, you know, they have to wait weeks or months on end just to, you know, just to see if you, you know, if, you know, everything goes through the way it's supposed to. So it just don't make sense to me that this even happens. Okay. And Eminem Ray, how do you all feel, man? If, if she finishes first, second or third, there is no medal ceremony. Everything is put on hold. So is that fair to the other two people? Um, especially, like, if she finishes third, that's not going to impact the person who finishes first or second. So why do they have to be denied their moment in the sun because she cheated? Well, well you took the words out of my mouth because that's what I was thinking. Like, you know, if she don't finish first or second, what difference do it make other than the fourth-place person being third, I guess? But the first two people should go ahead and get their get they medals. Yeah. And so I will say this. Uh, they say like right now in the competition, she's in the lead in the in the first round or two. She's in the lead. So uh, she's the only person who can pull off a quadruple jump. She's 15 years old and she can do four spins. Uh, so I feel like that might take some enhancement to do that. I don't know how y'all think about it, but. <laughs> If she doing four spins, and man, and she fifteen, and they let her out there, then you know she she must have a lot of talent. But my thing is, these guys have been good a long time in basketball and all kinds of sports. And why do you have to start cheating? You know, just just go out and you fifteen. If you lose, you can get in four more Olympics. At 15 years old, you know what I'm saying. So why you got to go out there cheating? And you think it's okay to cheat? I mean, these these folks be cheating big time. You know, taking a whole lot of vitamins or a whole lot of this, a whole lot of that. I think it's all yeah. they know. Yeah, that, that that is all they know. It's cheating. Yeah, shit ain't gonna ain't gonna help them no. I mean, you're talking sports. about that goes back to. When I was a kid, I used to always hear about Russians cheating. That goes back to Rocky. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 that's why they made it. Yeah, that's why they made it. Put Apollo Creed down. Yeah, beat his ass to death. And so we're not talking about something that you know is just happened in the last 10 years or so. The Russians have been accused of cheating for 40, 50 years. And so, and not just accused, but caught. But it seemed like they get away with it, whereas other countries don't. Y'all remember when Ben Johnson looked like he was on cocaine before he ran against Carl Lewis? Yeah. Man, I remember that, man. I was, a kid. I was a kid when that happened. Carl Lewis said straight up, as hard as I trained, if he beat me, he got to be on something. He said that before he even yeah. caught it. Yeah. He showed it. I remember that. Mm. Mm. Man, Ben Johnson made that joker look like look like he was sitting still. Because I mean, it's that. one thing to beat Carl Lewis back then. It's another thing to flat out smoke him. Right. Everybody was talking about that. I remember that like yesterday. Everybody was talking about that. Mm-hmm. So, all right, in the NBA, everybody's still chirping about the uh, the Simmons to to Brooklyn and and Harden to the the Sixers and all that stuff. And uh, <coughs> Harden said he's always wanted to be a Sixer, but yeah, I mean, he mm-hmm. said he probably he probably wanted to be a Net too. I mean, I don't listen to anything they say, but as far as when they actually get on the court, uh, who do you think has the better of of this deal? Do you think? Ben Simmons Man, and get that's what they need. Do you think that Brooklyn got the better of the tree? Hands down. Okay. Why you say that? I mean, you look at the players they got. Man, they got Seth Curry. They got Andre Drummond. They got Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons one of the best defenders in the league. Even if, if he don't shoot a pass. You averaging five, uh, six or seven assists, seven to eight, nine rebounds. Man, hands down, they got it. And, and they got two first-round picks to go along with it. And he's much younger than James Harden. So, and then once again, I mean, I don't know how Doc Rivers ever able to do it and be a black man pull that off. I, I, I have never seen it. <laughs> Man, they have pulled Doc Rivers' dick to to the end of time. I just don't get it. Top 15 coaches all time, this and that. Look, man, look, I tell you what, because what it's going to come down to with all this trade, we're going to see if they even make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Because they're going to have to beat the Bucks and they're going to have to beat the Knicks in order, uh, I mean, the Nets in order to get there. Shoot, they might meet each other. You have to say that. And, and, and then the thing about it is, and then you get knocked off and knocked out of there, and you don't even make the finals. At what point are we going to keep paying Doc Rivers all this money and you get no results? I mean, black men pull this off, man. You don't see this often. I'm serious. Hey, I'm proud of Doc. <laughs> yeah, I don't see no, you don't see this. You know, Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers. Boy, yeah. Doc Rivers, they got his ass up out of there and got Tyron Lue out of there. And Kawhi, when they got hurt, they would have went on and won a championship last year. Man, Reggie, Kawhi was Reggie Jackson was hottest was 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 hottest fish grease last year. <laughs> yeah, they had they had him beat. It's just hot Kawhi got hurt. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, right now the Sixers are the are the five seed. Brooklyn's the eight seed. Uh, the Eminem Buck. Who do you think um, is going to be better going forward, Philadelphia or Brooklyn? 
Brooklyn. As far as, as, I mean, as, far as the deal, uh, yeah. Brooklyn, Brooklyn definitely they, they came out Brooklyn. better long term, long term for sure. Uh, yep. The Sixers, I mean, I'm kind of just waiting and seeing because it could be one of them, one of them McVay things where you know you lay it all out and it, it might pan out for you, but if it don't, you know you done screwed up. So, because um, Harden is very, he's very unpredictable, not talent wise, but just. Where his head at? You know what I'm saying. So yeah, because people have been coming down on on Kyrie, saying that he doesn't want to play and things of that nature. But uh, I, I mean, you can almost make the same argument for Harden as far as like like you said, where his head is. Are are you in this or not? Yeah, you can say you yeah, can say I mean, that. I mean, because Harden Harden is a ball hawk, man. And then, but there's sometimes, you know, he'll play hard for like maybe a month, and then after that. You know, it just seems like he doesn't. He he doesn't, he doesn't even show up for any of the game. It's just like it's it's really kind of hard to kind of quantify what this dude does. I mean, because it's like maybe did he get some before the damn basketball game, or did he eat too much, or whatever. I mean, nobody knows. But then there's some games he go out there and, and then it just look like, I mean, he can't miss a shot. So it's just not consistent. It was it was yeah. that you know I like that big game James that that thirty six yeah. point game James you know all yeah. this what he doing now is all right you know twenty two points eight rebounds nine assists and all that that's all right that's I like good. that big I like to see guys put that ball in a hole that's Take what Michael Jordan and Kobe is my guys they put that ball in a hole but like he hasn't since two thousand nineteen he hasn't played. Well, since 2018, he hadn't played more than 70 games. Uh, and so, I mean, he's played 44 so far this year, uh, which I guess ain't ain't all that bad. What, 44 out of 57, 56 games? So, uh, that's, I mean, he's still not going to get 70 this year, most likely, because he's not going to play until after the All-Star break. Some of these uh, guys, man, they just straight up stealing. They talking about if you yeah. gonna opt into a deal for forty-seven million dollars, you you gonna opt, you better opt back in there because I don't think nobody gonna give you more than forty-seven million a season. So, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I just don't see it. You know, Lakers yeah. they stuck with Westbrook for forty-seven million dollars next year. Man, he guys is straight up stealing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. And in, in NFL news, they said that the district attorney of Los Angeles will not charge Adrian Peterson after his arrest in a domestic violence case. So it looks like AP is going to be free. Um, the people on the plane should have been yelling, man. You can't lock that man up. That's Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And so um, he's going to go free. Vikings introduced their new coach, O'Connell, on Thursday. Super Bowl 56 had an audience of 112 million. And um, that's up. Let's see. Well, according to this, it says it has estimated 101 million TV viewers, which is up from 2021, a 6% increase over last year. So that's that's not bad when you consider Cincinnati is not a big market. Now I know LA kind of takes up some of the slack, but uh nah, man, that was the that was the halftime thing. You got the, a lot of non football 
followers kind of tuned in. I think a lot of it was that. Yeah, they said they said 103 million watched the halftime show. So, um, so that was even less. I mean, well, see, the, but the performance was a big deal to us. You know, we black folks, like, kind of breaking up. Oh, I don't know how that went over. You know, there's something you can respect, but I don't know how that went over with everybody because. Ray, you're you breaking know, up on me. I don't know if anybody else can understand. Like yeah, it sounds gargled or something. Yeah, we can't understand you. Ray, you're breaking up. You're breaking up, Ray. You sound in Yeah, you kind of yeah, sound, you sound like, like a, you're transforming and about to roll out. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but yeah, but it was saying that I can hear you. I just, it's just hard to understand you like you're in water or something. Yeah, but it said another 11 million people streamed the game, so that's what made the total 112 million. 11 million streaming and 101 watching on TV. So combined is up 12, 13 percent over last year. Well, that's it's like streaming like off a phone or something like that. Yeah, and ironically, check this out: Los Angeles wasn't even in the top ten of the markets. <laughs> Wow. They said the, the, Cincinnati, <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals had the highest share as far as their audience is concerned. So that makes sense that Cincinnati had the highest marketing share. Um, but uh, as far as the percentage of TV viewers that are watching the game, but Los Angeles wasn't in the top 10 as far as audience share. So the people in L.A. were doing other things and watching other things. Uh, but... So, but the most watched Super Bowl is still the 2015 game between the Patriots and the Seahawks, which had 114 million viewers. So it did get close, but not quite. But all right, so let's talk about the game. And Los Angeles Rams 23, Cincinnati Bengals 20. Rams finished 16 and 5 on the season. The Bengals finished 13 and 8. 70,000 people at uh, SoFi Stadium. Check this game out. Zach Taylor, the coach, Sean McVay. Sean McVay in his second Super Bowl. This is the first for Zach Taylor. And the game started out, you know, like the Rams were in control. Everything was going fine, and then Odell Beckham goes down. And when Eminem, when Odell Beckham went down untouched, we immediately knew it was his ACL. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of just shook my head because I already knew that. I was just like, damn, man, even for the replay, because nobody was close to him. And then when the ball yeah. hit him square in the hand, when he didn't catch the ball, I said, man, something wrong. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and sure enough, you know, that's what it kind of panned out to be, you know, because I was sitting back like, man, you talking about a, a Cinderella story. Uh, well, comeback shit, man. It's like, man, that dude, whoever was checking in, he was killing him. I was like, damn, this dude on his way to damn the 200 yards, man. Uh, if that hadn't happened, so uh, hopefully it won't mess him up for his whole career. But you know, injuries like that and a and a uh, skilled guy, sometimes you know, sometimes you never get right from him. especially given that's the second time he's injured that same. Neat. Same one, right. Yeah, and Ray, you back with us, man? Yeah. 
right, and right to me, that's that was the turning point of the game because um, I think the Rams were up what thirteen to three when that happened in the second quarter. Yeah, and, I believe so. And um, he went down, and it seemed like things turned around from there. Yeah, I mean, um, it looked like they was on the way to run away with it until uh, that happened. I guess you know it kind of shook things up. We got Cincinnati going, and they got the Rams kind of. Uh, I don't know whether he was thinking about the teammate or thinking about the injury or could they get injured or whatever. Sometimes it affects the team a bad way, but um. After that, it, it became a game, you know. So, I mean, I, I thought Beckham was on the way to a, a big day. And, you know, I was pulling for him because a lot of people counted count him out. And I said, hey, look, once he leave uh, Cleveland, he going to be all right, you know. But the thing is, is, you know, you just got to get with you a good quarterback. And to me, you know, Baker Mayfield is average. I mean – Ain't no other way around it, you know, and if you can't get with a good quarterback, man, it can make you look bad. And Ovel Beckham, he's young enough to come back. I I mean, because of the injuries, he'll never be as explosive as he was with the Giants. But when you're that good, you can take a few steps down and still be a very good player. And I think that's what we were seeing on, on, on Sunday until he got injured. So... I'm just glad he's able to to at least contribute and people can see that he still had it. He got his million-dollar bonus and he got his championship ring, so it was a good day for him. Yeah. And, Buck, on a side note, man, do you think they need to do away with turf? Absolutely. I mean, it's, I've, I've uh, practiced out on some turf. You know, recently just messing around, just trying to see, you know, just, you know, doing some cuts and things of that nature. It does not feel natural. Um, it's very unstable. The the blades of grass just, I mean, it, to be honest with you, it actually feels like that it feels like your ligaments and stuff are going to come apart. If you've ever run on it, that's what it feels like. I mean, it doesn't feel stable at all. So if you make a sudden move, and you're not in good shape or you don't work out or, you know, you're just out there just, you know, doing a pickup game with somebody or something like that, you can very easily just, I mean, it goes. And, I mean, it just does not feel natural. It all, it, it the, the best way, like I said, it feels like a, something's going to come loose. Either your sole or your shoe's going to come loose or your knee, your ligaments are just going to break. So, yeah, I think they need to just go back to a natural grass field, period, and just leave the turf alone because there's too many injuries. They've gotten real good at fixing them, but it still takes you two years to get over them. So, yeah, you would be out there on that field the next year, a la, you know, uh, Devin Bush, but you look like shit. You know, you're not, you're not, you're not you're still not 100%. So, I mean, look at Bud Dupree. You know, he's coming off one. He didn't do as good, even though he went to Tennessee. He wasn't as good as he used to be because of, the, you know, the same thing. So um, you have to – I just think they need to go back to natural grass and get rid of turf, period. Okay. Ray, Eminem, how do y'all feel? 
Well, I mean, I, I think it'll it'll never happen as far as going back. Uh, even though Buck has some good points, but man, on the amateur levels, I mean, everybody got spoiled. I mean, you know, because think about it, like pros and big time colleges, they got that consistent maintenance where everything look manicured. But shit, man, you, when you start talking about little country schools and stuff like that, shit, man, it's still like a feel. So, um, you know, with all the perfect uh, uh, insignias and the graphics and all that, I think it's just the marketing aspect done got too big on it now, you know, to the point where uh, I don't think uh, I don't think it'll happen whether everybody just go back unless it's just some kind of major lawsuits something start then it might happen but I don't see that I, I think uh, the the turf thing I got too big I mean it's to the point where like now uh, I even applied for one but I didn't get it like they even giving grants to like uh, you know uh, community teams and stuff if somebody sponsored fields you know you win the grant they'll turf it for you so it's not got that big you know so, uh, so I don't uh, think it's going to go back yeah, uh-huh. And it's crazy because I remember growing up, you had very few. I mean, you had the Superdome, the Silverdome, the Astrodome. Astrodome, yeah. where it probably started. <laughs> and, I mean, but you had very few stadiums that have it. It was kind of like. Yeah, yeah uh, Veteran Luxury. Stadium had it for a minute. Yeah, the Metrodome. Uh-huh. And uh, now it's like, who doesn't have it? You know, I mean, it's everybody has that 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 turf and it, like you said it looks great but um it just makes it more likely that these type of injuries happen but all right so back to the game it's 13 to 10 at the half the rams are in the lead you know seemed like they kind of had control of the game but then 12 seconds into the third quarter the Bengals are on the board with a 75 yard pass from burrow to T. Higgins, but the referee missed a face mask on Jalen Ramsey. And I mean, what did you all think about that? Was it just, I thought it was like it was a big enough call to where somebody should have seen it. Man, when it, when it first happened, I didn't realize what had happened. I was like, damn, how Jalen Ramsey get faked out like yeah, that? Yeah, I thought he I thought he failed until I saw the yeah. replay. Right, because he didn't have the I best game. He failed yeah. a few times. When I saw the replay, yeah. yeah, they definitely should have called it back. I mean, you know, he got face mask bad, and that's what caused him to to really get out of the play like that. But you know, they they let him play it on when that was a clear face mask. So I thought it should have been called. And touchdown should have came back. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because my thing is, if nothing else, if nothing else, uh, even if they said it was inconclusive on the on interference, it's like, well, it's still a face mask, though. You know, they don't let yeah. running backs uh, do that on stiff arms no more. Uh, you know, they do it. But, you know, sometimes they slip through. But I mean, but I'm just saying, you can't you can't touch nobody's face mask. People think it's just. Just runners and stuff, but nah, you, you can't touch the face mask. Period. Then his head actually turned, so that was like the 15 yard version of it. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty miss. And up until that point, the referees were doing pretty decent staying out the way. Um, uh, and overall, I think they did an okay job, but that was pretty key when you consider that he gave up a touchdown. 
Oh, yeah. Now I heard some people arguing that they, they did well, a good makeup call at the end of the game, but you know we ain't got to that point yet. But <laughs> I, I mean, that's what happened. But, Everybody uh, keep talking about that, but I thought they called it right, in my opinion. Like, we'll get to that in just a moment. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that in just a moment. But like I heard someone say that uh, Jalen Ramsey was so far out of position that he couldn't have made a play anyway. I think if nothing else, let's say T can catch the ball. I think he may be in a position to at least tackle him. You know. If nothing else, worst case scenario. So okay, I think then, you gotta make that he, call. Then why did he face mask when he's so far out of place? And uh yeah, I think you gotta make that call. That was a huge turning point in the game. Cincinnati went up 17 and 13, had all the momentum. And, and it seemed like they had a clear look at it. You know, sometimes with certain calls, if it was a scrum in the pile, you really can't see kind of what's going on. But I mean, damn, they they man on man, man. Wide like, open. Yeah. yeah. So um, and then the Bengals got a field goal at the 10-minute mark. Um, they had a chance to kind of open this game up. If they would have gone up, you know, let's say 24 to 13, it could have really been a problem for the Rams. But the Rams held them to a field goal. And then a key point in the game, I can't remember what minute mark it was, uh, Aaron Donald got hot on the sidelines. Remember that pushing and shoving they did on the sidelines? Yeah, when uh Burrow ran and he yeah showed and, him. And he, he legally hit him. He legally pushed him out of bounds. Yeah, it was a legal hit. Yeah, yeah. But the the center took exception to it and got the join and pushing on Aaron Donald. And it sounded like after that, Aaron Donald just lost his mind, man. That dude was nothing short of dominant. It reminded me of Reggie White in that Super Bowl against the Patriots back in like '96-7 or whenever that was. Yeah, yeah. when they played uh when Green Bay and uh Patriots and he was played. all over Drew Bledsoe. So. Killed him. But um so Aaron Donald started putting a lot of pressure on Joe Burrow. They got to Burrow seven times. But all right, so late in the game, and this is the play I think Ray is talking about. Um late in the game, they had a pass interference call on Logan Wilson, who I think Logan Wilson played a phenomenal game, man. That dude played some ball. He made so many tackles. But uh he got called for a pass interference on Cooper Cup. And, Ray, you say you think it was a good call? Yeah, I, he, def, he definitely held him, in my opinion. But you look on TV and other people that watch the game, they, they all go back to that play. And, you know, I, I, I watched a couple of sports shows. They're going back to that play. But after I thought he held Cooper Cup. I don't, to me, it seemed like it was obvious. You know, and then people say, oh, well, you can let them play on and all this. Well, how much are you going to get Cincinnati? They got a touchdown on the board where it should have been called back due to a face mask. Now, when this guy get held, they say, well, he just kind of put his hands on him and this and that. No, to me, he held him. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to have to look at it ten more times because – you know, so many people that seem to feel different. And Eminem, but what do y'all think? Well, I mean, I I was like, okay, like, like I'm in agreement just in pure football, but based on the game, like what they was letting go, they wasn't calling stuff like that because uh, it was a couple of times. Uh, matter of fact, a similar thing happened. Jalen Ramsey. Uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Well, yeah, with him too. But number fifty, that 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 fourth and one, that got stopped early in the game. Mm-hmm. 
if you look at that, I mean, he did something similar, but they didn't call it. So I was like basing it off that, like you know. And I'm glad they didn't call it, but it's just like you know, um, like that's why I said it was a makeup call because like you hadn't been, you've been letting them just kind of play tight like that. And as long as they had their head turned, you weren't really calling nothing. And that's kind of how, like, you know, amateur refs do it. But if you got your – if the defender got his head facing the ball, they kind of let you, let you get away putting hands on everybody. So they weren't calling it early in the game. So I was just like, okay, well, I guess that's a makeup call. So, yeah. Uh, but what's your opinion, man? Did you think it was a penalty? Well, I mean, it did look like it was a penalty, but, you know, I think to me it was more like a makeup call because they had screwed up so early, you know, with missing that face mask. This is something, this is one thing that the NFL, these referees have been consistent with over the last five, ten years. They they do this all the time in games. They make a bad call, and then they make another call a few plays later to cover up, you know, for this for you know for for another call, if you're gonna let the guys play, let them play. The referee should not dictate the outcome of the game, and this could have changed the outcome of the game by making this call. Um, it could have you know by missing the call earlier, that could have changed the out, outcome of the game. The referees have to be consistent, and what I'm seeing, you seeing the Tony Corinthians, the Ed Hockey League. You know, and some of these guys are retiring, and they got a bunch of new guys out there, and they're, you know, making these calls. The NFL has to make these guys liable to be consistent, because if you're not, there's no sense in no sense in refereeing the game. Just let the guys play. Yeah, and I think consistency is the key because, like I said, that the play that Jalen Ramsey made early in the game, which I thought was a great play. I mean, he had the man, you know, jersey or whatever, and mm-hmm. I thought it was a good play. They didn't call it. And so I didn't think this play was any different. Yeah. And, and when you get a chance, me. when y'all get a chance, look at the that uh, the play that looked like it almost was going to be a pick. With uh, I can't think of – I can't remember what 50's name is, the line, the Mike linebacker for the uh, Rams. Um, that play he – yeah, yeah, that play he stopped. Um, I think it was part of the first quarter, maybe early second quarter. If you look at his hands placement on the body, it was almost similar. So that's why I was saying it, you know, looked like it was a makeup call because they hadn't really been calling nothing like yeah. that. But what confused me, though, was the play was never supposed to happen because the Rams false started on that play. Did you all see that? I heard somebody mention it, but I didn't really just notice it. I guess I was looking at something else. But uh, but I did hear, you know, people, you know, some people mentioned that it was a false start anyway. I, I went. <laughs> I found a video and I took some screenshots of the video and I'm going to show it to you because I, I saw it when it happened and I couldn't understand why the referee didn't throw the flag. But all right. So look at this picture right here. Can y'all see that picture? And for the viewers at home, unfortunately, I know you're not able to see it. But. Okay. Yeah. All right. You see them at the line of scrimmage, right? Uh-huh. All right. The ball is still on the ground. Look at this next photo I show you. Wow. The, the ball is still on the ground. Yeah. But the tackles are, are are kicked back in their position. That means both tackles and both and the guards yeah. too, huh? And the guards too. Everybody moved except the center. You got you got four people in motion. Yeah. Moving. And and they didn't call it. That's the play where the, the pass interference happened. Um and so I, I thought that was more of an egregious 
miss miscalled just as much as the face mask. I thought they were on the same line as far as being miscalled because the play never should have happened. It should have been five yard penalty, and the Rams have third and goal from the thirteen yard line. So, but um, so the referees factored in, but, but I don't think that they. I ain't going to say they decided the game. I ain't going to say that. But they definitely factored into everything. But the Rams ended up getting a pass from Cooper Cup with a minute 25 left in the game, a one-yard pass, because uh, after that they got their first down. Um, they got a new set of downs, and they were able to get in the end zone. And then Cincinnati had a chance to get back in the field goal range. Their kicker hadn't missed all postseason. Um, he was feeling so good, he stayed out on the field and watched the halftime show. He wasn't even in the locker room. Matt Fierce. Oh yeah, and all they had to do was get it in field goal range. That but, kid was uh, gonna win it. <laughs> yeah, but Ray, I mean, again, here comes Aaron Donald, and I think even though that play he made at the end of the game iced it, the play he made on third down to catch the running back with one hand and stop him on third down and one was just as good to me. Yeah, yeah, he he was awesome, man. I mean, um. Uh... He came in and, and took the game over when it had to be taken over. Because first, you know, I, he was getting double teamed, triple teamed. And I was like, man, they got all these guys on Aaron Donald. Somebody else got to get free and get a sack. You know, I know Floyd got one earlier. And, you know, but finally, I mean, you got to find a way to get there. He did. I was like, man. He realized if he stopped him on this series, it's over. So, you know, a lot of times guys be, you know, trying to trying to, to play, but you got to go all out. This is what you work hard in the gym for. This was the days that you didn't feel like working out. This is what you work out for. Get in and make that play when it's got to be made. And, I mean, he made a, a, a Hall of Fame play. Because he just uh, came through exactly when he needed to, and game was over. And as you can see, I mean, the the only difference between uh, Joe Burrow and uh, the Flacco play, in my opinion, one was on third down and one was on fourth down. He tried to get rid of the football. If he didn't get rid of the football, he almost completed the P rod. Now, once again, Garoppolo. Yeah, no, yes. I, I'm no. I said Joe Burrow at oh, the last Burrow. play. He, I thought you said he threw the ball. No, I, I, uh, Garoppolo. I, I'm comparing it to the Garoppolo play. So yeah, okay. if I said Flacco, oh, yeah, I meant Garoppolo. Okay. And um, and he got rid of the ball. All he just was was third down and fourth down. But he he didn't have no choice. The man was on him. And you know, only thing I can say for the Bengals though. If it were me, my first, second round picks will be offensive linemen. Now I give up my third, my fourth, my fifth, my sixth, and my seventh for another second round pick to get me another offensive lineman. It'd be straight, man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but Aaron Donald did his thing. I mean, he could have he could have been MVP. Nobody would have said anything. Nah. And, you know, technically – you know, yeah, Cooper Cup made the play at the end of the game. Stafford made the play at the end of the game. And Aaron Donald made the play at the end of the game. So it could have went to anybody. But, you know, 90, 92 yards 
two touchdowns. Is that more than, than two or three sacks? I don't know. You know, because if Beckham would have caught one more touchdown, had 50 more yards, but well, he would have been the MVP. He, he was no, on he his way. He had 40 more yards. He was on but his he, way. Yeah. You know, if he had stopped at 92 yards and another touchdown, he would have been the MVP. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that uh, something that helped Cup, uh, Cup out as far as the MVP voting was that, that, uh, that what, the end around. Fourth and one, one. where he made the cut, the cut back because a lot of receivers uh, uh, don't make that cut like that. I mean, I I think he did a a great heads up job of being aware of the field Uh, instead of just trying to out athlete somebody to the sideline. He planned and cut it back like a you know like most running backs are talk. Oh yeah, yeah. He he played he played excellent game. Right. No, no, I'm saying I I think that was part of the. The thing that helped him with some uh, some push with the MVP because outside of that, everything else was just a, a, a solid good game. But that right there kind of jumped out. Because see, the thing with Aaron Donald making that sack, had Burrow had got that first down, they was only maybe ten more yards away from McPherson kicking that ball. And right now, to me, that kid is the best in the league. Yeah. Now we gonna get Tucker because what Tucker done and uh, uh and everything else, but yeah, Tucker's so still I, doing it. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and what I see from this kid here, I mean, he's knocking down on fifty yards and like twenty yards. Yeah, and, and right down the middle, and don't have no problem with confidence. Man, if they would they would mess around there and sit that game the old times Cincinnati would kick the ass. <laughs> If what's the name was called the ball, I thought the game was going to be out of reach. Uh, Boyd. Them, yeah, uh, on that third down. Yeah, that was that crucial. was a big play. Because even if he would have gotten stopped, he would have it would have been close enough for them to go for it. Yeah, it looked, it looked yeah. like his momentum was going to take him over that line. And that was his first drop of the season. I mean, that was a perfect pass. You know, I yeah. guess you know anybody can drop him at any time, but that was crucial. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But as far as the stats go, man, um, I mean, it was a pretty defensive game for the most part. Uh, neither team had, you know, 20 first downs. The Rams only had 43 yards rushing, and Cincinnati had 79 yards rushing. Uh, the Rams had 283 yards passing, Cincinnati 269. So the total yards were about the same, 313 to 305. Uh, the Rams did have two turnovers, and – so that was a bit that was a difference as far as keeping sense helping keeping Cincinnati in the game. Uh, on third down, the Rams were six for 15, Cincinnati three for 14. Time of possession was only separated by a minute. Uh, now Joe Burrow, 100 100.9 passer rating, 22 of 33, 263 and a touchdown. Joe Mixon, 15 runs for 72 yards. Y'all think Joe Mixon could have? Gotten a little more, you man. They, 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 that OC robbed that man. That dude was starting to warm up. Joe Mixon should have had at least 21 carries and about eight touches in the um, in the open field. He, I'm kidding, every time he got the ball, especially when they brought the extra tight end in, this dude was damn near getting eight to nine yards a carry. I hate when he be guy be hating on running, but I understand 
you got these other superstars, you know, and rightfully so, that's people buying the tickets. But, man, you got to win the damn game. So, I mean, Joe Mixon was getting ready to open up a can on it. They really didn't have an answer for him. Yeah, he got that little that little jump step in the hole, boy. Let yeah, me ask you I mean, all this. Why do you all think um, – now, I don't know if he was in the game and maybe came out because he was tired or something like that. Why do you think Piron was in the game and not mixing on that last drive? Cause, cause I, I was had, talking about that. Mixing gets I was more catches than Piron. Yeah, and did the thing about it. Piron had that big uh, – when 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 KC had that total collapse or whatever, he had a big um, screenplay on that. But I mean, you yeah. know, P. Ron, he all right. But think about it, man. Listen, you got to win when all the marbles on the table. You got to win, and lose with all your money players. You know what I'm saying? Joe Mixon's cl- your clear number one back. It's no way this dude should not be in the game at all times in that crucial part of the game. You know, I mean. I mean, if if I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna lose with my with my 18 wheeler on the on the field. They might have thought he was going to get that MVP, so they Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, the Marshawn Lynch hating on. You know what though? It's funny you mentioned that, man, because I honestly feel like sometimes people actually think that you know, like, oh well, I don't want to get this person too many carries. Because he gonna they get call the it conspiracies, team. but that's that's that's. I, hey, I, I mean, I, I'll stand on that one. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah. I believe that stuff goes on too, man. Because this dude was running the ball well. Um, you know, fifteen carries, seventy-two yards. You know, and he had five catches. Now the catches didn't go anywhere, but uh, I mean, plus he normally catches the ball more than P. Ryan on the season. Uh, P. Ryan had twenty-seven catches. Joe Mixon had forty-two. So and it's not like he can't. It's not like did he you can't see the pass? Do you see the pass he made? It was beautiful. Yeah, he threw the it pass, was going. Yeah. It was. It was going kind of like against the grain, and the shit was spiral. I mean, I mean, man, they hated on. They hated on my man so bad. It wasn't even funny. So because like when when Burrow threw that ball, it looked like P. Ryan looked like he was flat footed, man. Like I don't know if he thought the play was already over when he saw that. Yeah, he, it, yeah, he, he wasn't aware the ball was coming because the ball was very catchable. He just didn't know it was coming, I don't guess. I guess he thought he already got sacked, I guess. Yeah, because I don't even think he was able to even dive for it or anything. I think it kind of caught nah. him off guard. And so I was just wondering why he was he was in the game, man. I, I just felt like that he should have uh, – I would have had Mixon in there. Yeah. But Stafford, nah, was, was, Stafford was 26 for 40, 283. Three touchdowns, two interceptions. He was only sacked twice, had an 89.9 rating. You know, Burrow was sacked seven times, which is tied for a Super Bowl record. Uh, Cam Akers, 13 carries, 21 yards. Man, he couldn't get going at all. Oh, yeah, they was they was killing him. But but one reason they was killing him is 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 is, is I noticed he was uh, – his running style changed a little bit. He was doubling up on the ball more, uh, and he was less he effective like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, Lo- you, Logan you, you Wilson. see what Cupnell messed up the Philly special. Like, man, y'all can't run that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, man, they that was hard, crazy. <laughs> it was but, uh, horrible. Logan Wilson had had nine tackles and three tackles for loss. Um, that's that that linebacker for the the Bengals and a pass defense. So I thought he had a really good game. DJ Reader had three quarterback hits. Um, on the Rams side, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and Ernest Jones all hit the quarterback three times. And but um, Aaron Donald and Von Miller both got two sacks. 
Uh, yeah, Von Miller came alive in the second half, man. The first half, I didn't hear his name at all. But uh, he came alive in the second yeah. half. Yeah, I, and I, I created some of that to the D.C. Yeah. because what they start doing, run that stunt, or they they uh, they, they they bubble him around and let him come up, up the middle. And a couple of times he was untouched like that, man. And it was starting to work. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, what about this, though? All right. McVegas, his ring. Everybody already used to call him the boy genius, but he gets his ring. But don't you think they got to give a lot of kudos to the general manager, man? Because not only, you know, I'm assuming he was responsible for drafting Cooper Cup and um, Van Jefferson and some of those other little pieces, Cam Akers, but. He also brought in Stafford. He also brought in Odell Beckham. Um, Deshaun Jackson. He, I, well, he got rid of Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, he yeah. got. I mean, but 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 the little time yeah, it was nah. there. I mean, they couldn't say it wasn't working. Yeah, he brought in Von Miller, which everybody was kind of surprised, and you know, got Jalen Ramsey out there. I mean, he did kind of like what Tampa did, man. He put together a team, yep. but. Yeah. And even though they don't have any draft picks coming soon, their team can, can actually last a, a couple more seasons. I, I think yeah, this can, is going to be the formula we're going to see. Yeah. But I think, you know, now McVay actually got Stafford out there because they met on the, they met on the vacation. You know, it just happened to be one of those deals where they happened to meet up at the same place. And they talked. Next thing you know, you know, they got things going. But. Um, other than that, I mean, the general manager was, you know, pretty much responsible for everything, you know, getting all those players out there. So, yeah, so they did I, the same I mean, thing in Cleveland. It just didn't work out. You know, the other couple of years ago, we were saying the same thing. You know, Cleveland was loading up, but you know, it just. I, I think, <laughs> I think your foundation has to be based on the draft. You know, but once you get that foundation in place, man, with you know some of your. Um, you know, your people on the offensive line or, you know, with Aaron Donald, things like that, that decision they made over the years, then you can bring in those little extra pieces that can kind of put you over the top. And that's what they did. And man, they made it work. And, but going forward for Cincinnati, Ray, I know you mentioned that you would trade up everything you could to get some offensive linemen. Um, their defense is fine. I, now I'm not a fan of Eli Apple. I've never been a fan of Eli Apple. No. When he was with the Giants or the Saints, no. um, but on defense, the Cincinnati's pretty set. I just don't like Eli Apple. But on offense, is it just the offensive line that they need, and they good to go next year? Um, they they could probably use some corners, but other but the main thing is offensive linemen. See, a lot of times, a lot of teams they always like to fool around with draft picks. All these picks, picks, picks. I'm coming out to get three starters. And out of three starters, that should be enough to get you over the hump. Now, if you got some money, get somebody in free agency, that's one thing. But first, second round, and the third round pick, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh for your second round pick. Somebody's going to take that deal. And I get three players, and then I'm done with it. But we're going to have three linemen that can really block and maybe maybe a corner with the first round pick but if you go too early on the corner then chances you get in the top uh offensive lineman it's going gonna hurt you too you know so that's what i would go for offensive line first three picks because burrow needs some protection 
gonna get. I've never seen a guy perform that well and get sacked as much as he did in the playoffs. Yeah, nineteen times the man was sacked, and still came up big and performed the deal he had to do. But if your quarterback is on the ground, he can't throw the ball laying on his back. So they're gonna have to get him some offensive linemen. Yeah, what I think um, I like about him is that he doesn't. Um, you know how a lot of times quarterbacks get hit, they get happy feet. He doesn't seem like that. That that doesn't bother him. It's like he get hit, but he's still looking downfield and and doing his thing in the pocket. And uh, I mean, the dude's courage, man, is is amazing because he knows he's gonna get killed, <laughs> but he's still doing his thing. So I have to yeah. commend him on that. Yeah. All right. So uh, as far as what we predicted for the game, all of you put, took the Rams. I took the Bengals. Um, I had to score. I had the Bengals winning 24 to 20. So I was close on the score, but that was it. Eminem had the Rams winning 31-26. Buck had it 28-17. Ray had it 31-27. And so – and then also, I don't know if I went through the end of the year predictions that we had after they gave out all the MVPs and stuff like that. So let me go back through that. that. And Yeah, you didn't go through those. Yeah. Now, for MVP, Ray and I had Josh Allen as MVP regular season. Buck had Ben Roethlisberger. And Eminem had Pat Mahomes. <laughs> And so, coach of the year, I had John Gruden. <laughs> that is funny every time I say it. Uh, I know, right? Let's see. Ray had McDermott from Buffalo. And Buck had Mike Tomlin. Buck, you just going to pick all Steelers. Huh? And Eminem had Sean McVay. Who actually won coach of the year? I don't remember. It was uh, uh, Grable, Mike Grable. With, Mike uh, Grable. Mike Grable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they knew they should have gave it to Sean McVay. I was thinking about that. I said, damn, they should have gave it to Sean McVay just so I could get this one prediction right. <laughs> All right. And let's see. Offensive Rookie of the Year, I had Kyle Pitts of Atlanta. Ray had Jamar Chase. And Buck had Najee Harris slash Pat Firemuth, two more Steelers. And Eminem had Devontae Smith. Of Philly, but uh, Jamar Chase won, right? Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, Jamar Chase won. Yeah, all right, all right. So Ray got that one right. Defensive Player of the Year, I had Michael Parsons with Dallas. Um, that's who won. Ray had Patrick Sertain, had a great year. Buck had Quincy Roach of the Giants, and Eminem had Asante Samuel Jr. of the Chargers. I also think he had a pretty good year. And he got hurt a little bit, but he missed a few games. But he he was rolling. And I don't know if he, you know, the Parsons just exploded. So I don't think he'd have still won rookie of the yeah. year. But uh, he he was doing good. Yeah. So, but that's all the meaningful football for a little while, fellas, for seven more months. Um, in the meantime, we got the uh, let's see, the combine starts on March the first. And then free agency, I think, starts March the around March the fifteenth, somewhere around there, I believe, is when free agency starts. And so we'll definitely be 
reconvening to discuss free agency because I mean, basically everybody's going to wait to see what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? What Russell Wilson is going to do? What's going to happen with Garoppolo? Um, are the Saints going to find a quarterback? Is Jameis Winston going to stay? I mean, it's a lot going on, man. Minnesota going to keep Kirk Cousins. Uh, you know, Deshaun Watson, where is he going to go? Uh, I mean, and then if you're Deshaun Watson, man, you got to be thinking, man, y'all need to get this this case over fast. So I, I can just move on or whatever you know situation gonna be. Anybody know when he's supposed to actually like go to court or anything? Honestly, I stopped hearing anything about it. <laughs> it's just like yeah, as long as he's not playing, it's like like the NFL, like nobody's really talking about. It. I know since school started, I missed out a lot of you know I mean, shows I normally see, but I I hadn't really heard anything about it. The the man is his his career is on hold, and so it's like y'all need to go ahead and try to get this stuff resolved. Yeah, he's so, gonna be good. He's gonna be good and healthy because playing hurt. Going back to them Clemson days, man, he's gonna be good and healed up somewhat yeah. anyway. And oh, and then like you got the whole Kyler Murray thing going on. I mean, I, I don't think he's probably gonna go anywhere. But y'all been seeing all this stuff about Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. And, Taking yeah, all what, the little fits and un, un, what is it about? Because I I got snippets. Well, of it. I don't he, know. He, well, he spoke he spoke out uh, yesterday on it on Twitter on his uh, new Twitter feed, and he said, you know, it's all bullshit. You know, he said, he, you know, I'm about football, but I'm about business. There's nothing going on. Everything's straight. So he spoke out on it, and he said everything's good. So hopefully, it'll be squashed at this point. But man, you, you know, know how much time just, it takes to go in and delete all your stuff from social media. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot. That dude had to be but, mad. You know, I, so I, I just think it was just one of those deals where you know he just wanted to scrub his account, and it didn't mean anything. You know, they basically what they were trying to say that they were trying to make him a scapegoat for making some blunders in the playoff game. He didn't have the best of games, but he wasn't the cause. He wasn't the complete cause of them losing. He was part of it. So, you know, there were just some rumors coming out. You know, these so-called, um, you know, people coming out saying something about it, you know, so you know, and there was really no proof anything was ever said. So he spoke out on it, said it was, you know, there was nothing said or anything like that. So I think it's squashed at this point. There's no problems. But it didn't look good for a while, so hopefully it won't be any blowback, you know, from that. Uh, it just seems ri- ridiculous, man. I mean, I don't know if there's anything going on with the organization, but it's somebody like Arizona has tried to put all kinds of pieces around him to be successful with bringing in, you know, AJ Green and, and DeAndre Hopkins and Chase Edmond, and it's like they've been giving him weapons and stuff. But, uh, I mean, the games that they've lost, it seems like he's the one that's making the crazy play. So, I, I'm not sure why he's mad, but could be more yeah, they, than they, they lost because the Hopkins was hurt. I mean, like, at some point, it's it's kind of like, and I'm not going to disrespect the man and make it seem like it's Dante Culpepper, but clearly at some point everybody realized that when Moss was at Minnesota, it's like, okay, if Moss out here, it's a whole different game. But that's kind of how I look at them with, with Hopkins that when he hurt, when he healthy. It's just like, yeah, Tyler's very effective. He's a small dude. But a lot of that 
comes from the the the, the abilities of Hopkins to high point the ball, and they that kind of complement each other, you know. And then when uh when Hopkins went down, really nobody else is like AJ Green. He's one of my favorite receivers of all time, but he's just a shell of himself, so he can't just open up like he did in his heyday in Cincinnati. So I mean, he can't make up for that. So I think that was a lot of it, and uh and a lot of defenses just exposed that because like I said, he's a small guy. It's just like forcing Drew Brees to completely stay in the pocket and not, you know, kind of roll out to his right where he most effective. You know, it's the same thing. You 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 take advantage of they 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 size. So, you know, some of that got exposed. Not not knocking Tyler because you know Kyler being, but that's what happened. Now, if you look at the games when they first started, they were undefeated. Hopkins was killing. They were killing together, but when Hopkins went out, went down and. Couple more people got injured here and there, and uh, he just he just tried to be Superman when he just didn't know how to. You know, he was used to just making all them big plays like that. But I mean, you got to you know the game changed on him. So you know, I know it's frustrating because he's young and been winning all that winning he did in high school and all that kind of stuff like that. But I mean, it's shit different in the NFL, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, so. We'll go ahead and get ready to wrap things up. And um, I got some who am I for you. And I also got a couple of trivia questions I'm going to throw at you. And uh, we'll go with the who am I first. Y'all ready? Yeah, I had a, I had a rough day today. I'm kind of slow. <laughs> <laughs> get my excuse right. already. Here we go. <laughs> Five foot 11, 174 pound defensive back. Drafted in the second round in 2001 by the Washington Redskins out of Mississippi State. Who am I? Fred Smooth. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah that's got it. it. Yep, that's Frederick D. Smooth. I couldn't think of what his name was. He said 80% Fred of the Smith. world is 80% of the earth is covered by water, the rest by smooth. <laughs> 21 career interceptions in nine years. All right. I am a six foot two, 210 pound defensive back, drafted in the first round, number 19 overall, in 2006 out of Florida State by the San Diego Chargers. Who am I? Damn, I didn't hear the question. Can you say it again? Rodney Harrison. Six foot Rodney two. Harrison. No, six foot two. 210-pound defensive back drafted in the first round in 2006, number 19 overall, by the San Diego Chargers out of Florida State. Who am I? Oh, um, uh, damn, no. Um, hold on, defensive back. No. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 31 career interceptions. Cromartie. Antonio Cromartie. You got 95 kids. At least. Throw All that, right. throw that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a tough one. I am a six foot two, two hundred and thirteen pound defensive back, drafted in the second round by the New York Giants in nineteen ninety-four out of USC. Who am I? Oh man. Oh um, I know that one. I, um, I know who it is too. It, oh. I don't want to give him a clue on it, but uh, <laughs> damn. Uh, he played beside Felipe Sparks. 
Yeah. Oh man. They actually have the same birthday, by the way. Um. Mm, bless Jordan's box. But uh, <laughs> here's your hint. He was uh, a white DB. That's what I know. Yeah. Uh, he married man, the woman from Law and Order SBU. That's what I know. Yep. Yeah, I know yeah. the fool. That's, that's the clue uh, I C- didn't want Seymour. to say. Seymour, Seymour. No, no, no. No, it's a... Damn, Damn I can't think of that fool's name. Jason Seahorn. Jason Seahorn, that's it. Yeah, Jason. yeah oh, I said Seymour, my bad. Seahorn. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> and... All right, one more. I am a six foot one, two hundred and thirty pound linebacker, drafted in the first round, number twelve overall, in two thousand four, by the New York Jets out of Miami, Florida. Who am I? Jonathan Vilma. Jonathan Polonese Vilma. Polonese. Polonese. All right, so Eminem, you did your thing, man. Hey, hey, I'm sleepy too. <laughs> and so, all right, a couple, all right. A couple of trivia questions. And, and yeah, a couple of trivia questions, and we'll shut this thing down. And uh, all right, let's see. Since 1994, what player, this is a tough one, since 1994, what player had the most catches? On third down to get a first down. Oh, I'm gonna say Wes Wilker. Wes Wilker is not in the top twenty. Okay. You uh, say third down to get a first down. Yeah, who converted the most third downs with with a catch since 1994? Uh Steve Smith Sr. Steve Smith is number fourteen on the list. Damn. Wow, I got 13 more to go. Oh, um, okay. okay. Oh, uh, he, Jimmy, he, I got it. Yes. Jimmy Graham. It's got to be Jimmy Graham. No, he's not on the list. No, so he, so he's very well known. Oh, hold yeah, on. All, all of them are. All of them you definitely heard of. Okay, hold on, y'all. I'm overthinking this. We overthinking it. He says No, I, I'm. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Larry Fitzgerald. He's third. Oh, you say 94. Who been playing since 94? Damn. Since Larry Fitzgerald had 254 conversions. Shit, Jerry Rice? And nah. Terrell Jerry Owens. Is, Terrell Owens is number 12. Oh, man. Marvin Harrison. He's number seven. It's got to be somebody. Who? Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne is number six. Toy Holt. Rob Rob Kronkowski. Uh Yeah, Toy, that's a good one. Toy Holt is not he's number twenty two. Gronk is third down for first down. Third down for first down. Steve, you say Steve Smith was number what when I said that? Uh he was number fourteen. Bucks 14. on the right path. Bucks on the right track. What did Bucks say? Gronkowski. Travis Kelsey. Bro, bro, Travis Kelsey. No, no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the 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 the, the white guy on uh New England Patriots the catching all the passes. What's his name? Uh what's the white guy name? Uh 
Oh no, I got no. this. I got this. I got this. No. Tony Gonzalez. No. It's gotta be Tony no. Gonzalez. No. It's gotta Tony, be Tony Gonzalez. Tony it's, Gonzalez is number one. Oh man. Yeah. It, it's Tony Gonzalez. I, I, I said Buck was on the right track because he went with a tight end. Tony Gonzalez yeah. and Quan Bolden the second. Uh, yeah. Larry Fitzgerald, Antonio Gates. How about this one? Derek Mason. Wow. Yeah, Derek Mason was a very good player, man. Yeah. Damn near Hall of Fame. Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, Jason Witten, Randy Moss, and Hines Ward were the top ten. Okay. All right. So here's your last trivia question, and we'll shut this down. All right. This is a tough one. You got to think because it's going to test your draft knowledge. All right. I'm going to have to – I'm going to knock this one down. I'm too sleepy for this What player undrafted had the most touchdowns? Marcus Hinton, New Orleans Saints. Uh, I, don't see, I don't see him on the list. Nah, he got drafted. He was in the seventh round. My bad. And this is dating back to 1920. So, 1920. Yeah, but the person who's number one is somebody in the last 20 years. Undrafted. Yeah. Undrafted. Hmm. Wes Welker. It's, it's got to be somebody with the Patriots. Wes Welker is number 13. Uh-uh. Julian Edelman. Um, he must. He's not on the list. Maybe he was drafted. Oh, okay. Undrafted. Okay, everybody oh. the Eagles get drafted. I'm trying to think who undrafted. He got to play with New England. Nobody else deal with jokers like that. All right, I got to give you a hint on this because this is the tough one. He played, he played with the Broncos. He's a tight end. Frank Wachay. Frank Wachay. No. Like, you got people on the list. Uh, let's see. Wells Julius Thomas. Who? Julius Thomas. No. LeGarrette Blunt's number seven. Arian Foster's number six. Rod Smith is number five. Got somebody from the 40s is number four. Priest Holmes is number three. Damn, this guy played an AFC tight end. Used to play basketball in college. Uh, Antonio oh, Gates. Yeah. Antonio Gates. Okay. <laughs> 116 TDs, the most by undrafted player. Man. So wow. number number twenty <laughs> on the list after just five seasons is um Austin Eckler. He's already number twenty. Damn. Damn. Well, I got I got one for y'all. Who's the most famous undrafted player? Well, he might not be most famous, but he on a part of a commercial. On the NFL commercial. Undrafted? Yep. I think he was undrafted. I might be wrong though. Nobody comes to mind. Yeah, Christian Okoye. Shit. I don't think he was drafted. He might have been though. <laughs> and um, was he drafted? Let me look. I know he came out of Zulu Pacific, but I don't, I didn't I didn't know he. Yeah, did. he was he was second round. Oh damn! Okay, I'd have blew that one out the water yeah, the wrong yeah, way. That's right. I remember <laughs> that office. Um, that um that NFL commercial with those little those little people coming out the video game. That was that was a tight commercial. That was nice to see Walter Payton. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Yeah, yeah, that kind yeah, of like, like overall when they had the old old schoolers mixed in there. That was good. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, overall the commercials I thought were were kind of kind of sad. 
But yeah, a lot of electric yeah. cars, man. Uh, they getting ready to flip them, flip them out. The gas getting ready to go away. I see, huh? Uh, uh that's hey, not gonna happen. No time. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yep. So, but uh halftime show I thought was good. Um, I mean, I I I enjoyed it. Uh, my favorite halftime show is still probably Prince, but uh, but overall, yeah. I, I thought it was a good halftime show. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah, it was, good, it was a good halftime show. I mean, yeah, Janet Jackson oh. and uh, what's his name? That that's probably the most infamous ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And man, I thought a Tupac hologram <laughs> would have been cool though. Yeah, you know what? Everybody I talked to said they just knew it was gonna be a Tupac hologram pop up, but you know they didn't. They didn't do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was nice when um, you know, they could have they they could have put a little bit more to it. You know, maybe had the game come out or something. Mm-hmm. So I definitely. Didn't I, 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 I didn't like the white. I didn't like the white set. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you know. Maybe that's just me. So I was mm-hmm. too tickled, and them jokers wearing their khakis, crip walking. No, they were getting it. right. Yeah, they should have had like it's, bricks yeah. or something, making like it's projects. Funny how, you know, it wasn't <laughs> too long ago. White. It wasn't too long ago. They they came down on Serena Williams for crip walking at Wimbledon or whatever yeah, after she course. won it. And now you mm-hmm. got it in a halftime show, so it's, right. it's crazy how right. yeah, yeah, just like the NFL, they ruined uh, Ocho and and To, like they was robbing people or something. Yeah, to, like they were you know. And then when uh when when Elliot jumped over and got in that Salvation Army pot, and they threw him on the bus, and all them donations started coming in, Roger Goodell started looking like a fool. Then they start kind of backing off that, and, and now they say you can do it. I was like, man, I said, man, you you messed up. O- Ocho and them was and To was inventing that shit, man, and and everybody yeah. was having a good time. And you no, know, if you don't like them, you don't like them. But damn, they 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 made them brothers like they was out here just man. Hey, what them old schoolers used to say: if you don't like it, keep them at the end zone. Right, right. You know, they yeah. made it seem like you know. Mm-hmm. None of them, like Chris Johnson, got shot. Pac Man, them stayed in shit. I mean, they wasn't in nothing like that. <laughs> they were just, you know, you know, when when Random Moss did the fake moon, people had like they was all upset <laughs> man, over that man. I said, yeah, I like man. Hey, I said, man, look, <laughs> I enjoy the celebrations, but if they want to be in all celebrations, there's only one man who they gotta let do his thing. He's a second-year player. He's had more money than LeBron James already. Y'all know who that player is? In the NFL? In the NFL. Who? Damn. Justin Jefferson should have more money. He got the Oh, you say should have it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I thought you said did have. I was like, wow, who is that? Celebration (laughs) dance of all time. Everybody's doing it. Yeah, you got the best celebration dance of all time. I'm gonna love that I forgot to bring this up. What y'all think about Vernon Hargreaves coming off the bench and celebrating in the end zone? He wasn't even in uniform. Uh, well, yeah, they, I think it I yeah, think it was offset by the Yeah, but I think it was offset with with stupidity with uh with with his teammate watching the halftime show. Man, you a damn kicker, but man, you better have your ass in here with the team. You can't do that. <laughs> no, he did. Yep. They 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 had to give him permission to do it. Nothing that the kicker can add 
choose. No, the but that, but but coaches don't think that way. It's one for all and all for one. I mean, you can't do that. Uh, but you know what? We were they, they we was were okay because Michael Irvin said he snuck out and saw what Michael Jackson or whatever. Yeah, yeah, was. I, I remember he was saying that. But, yeah. I, I we were hmm. talking before the end of the game. We said that if for whatever reason he misses. The kick that puts him in overtime, everybody's going to talk about that for the next two weeks that he was right, working to have. Right, right. And that's what, even that, though and it that, has nothing to do yeah, with right. it. Right, had nothing to do with it. But, talk about. but that's my yeah. point. That's why you can't do that because, yeah. especially during yeah. the Super Bowl, I shit. It was funny. Yeah, it was funny. Nah, it was funny, but got, got confidence. That kick don't get blocked. It's going in the hole. Well, <laughs> No, but I, I mean, I, I I didn't see no problem with it if he if he's just a kicker. But I mean, you know, he was dead and enjoy himself. So man, yeah. Hey, as and, long uh, as you playing, you can do anything you want. But you gotta be playing some ball with it. Yeah, you got to be. And yeah. uh, real quick, I know I said I'm gonna wrap up, but one one more question: Do you think either uh, what's his name, the owner of the Dolphins, Stephen Ross? Do you think um, either the Dolphins or the uh, or Dan Snyder in Washington, either one of them loses their their franchise? They no. could. No, all, no way. It all depends <laughs> on what the evidence is. See, if, if you, have I think Washington evidence, has a better chance of, of of that happening than Miami. Yeah, they they'll pay some. Pay, they'll pay them billionaires, man. They ain't gonna lose their franchise. What no. what, what, <laughs> what is what is Snyder supposed to have done? They keep. Talking about Snyder, because couple holes said something. He has all these allegations about not just from uh, sexual misconduct, but just mistreating employees altogether. And then the difference between his situation and what's going on in Miami is Congress is involved with Snyder, and they got these, I think, a hundred and one thousand emails they're going through, and you know they're gonna find something, man. People just. I mean, we've all sent some type of email that could probably get us in trouble, regardless if it was bad or not. But you know they're going to find something in 100,000 emails. They found something on Gruden. And so, uh, I, I mean, with Congress being involved and stuff like that, man, I, I think something's going to come out because he got all kinds of folks saying that he mistreated them women and men. Yeah, but losing your team. Right, but losing your team that, and paying now, a fine, now, two different things. Now, Steve, <laughs> Stephen Ross, if it can be proven... I believe he will lose the team, you know. But can he? Can he? Prove they got to have hard evidence to prove that. You know, yeah. Can Can he prove it? See, yeah. If he was out here taking the money, then he would have had the leverage. Because if if he does, if they had evidence, if they have evidence saying that he wanted to tank games, and that's messing with Vegas odds and stuff like that, people losing money gambling, he's he's definitely gonna lose this. Team. Oh yeah. He gonna lose. He's gonna lose. Yeah. With Dan Snyder, I don't know. I guess it depends on the other thirty-one owners if they decide that it's too much heat and they want to try to get rid of him. I don't. I don't know what the situation is going to be. Uh, I mean, if I'm a Washington fan, I, I'm not sure if I want Dan Snyder there or not. It just seemed like that, that team just seemed like it's, it's going nowhere. To go. But when he when a billionaire owns the team, that's 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 a lot harder to, to do versus just an employee. Uh, hey, they got down sterling out of there. Yeah, they did. It ain't as hard as it used to be. Yeah, public pressure makes it makes it a little easier, but and you know, unfortunately you can't choose your owner. 
got to stick with who who you got. So, well, all right, fellas, we're going to shut this thing down, and I'll let you know when the next show is going to be. We'll get into some free agency discussion and talk about some of these moving pieces or many any, any uh, big sports shows, op- I mean, uh, sports news opens up over the next uh, week or so, then we'll have to reconvene or something like that. But uh, right. I appreciate y'all coming on and y'all been listening to the very unsportsman light podcast. Go to www.anchor.fm forward slash 15 yards to take a listen to the archives and we'll catch y'all next time.